Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella and today I am joined by Dr. Amy Johnson. Dr. Amy Johnson is a PhD. She's a psychologist actually. She's also a coach and author and a speaker and she shares a new approach that helps people find true lasting freedom from unwanted habits via insight rather than willpower. She is the author of Being Human and The Little Book of Big Change, The No Willpower Approach to Breaking Any Habit. And in 2017, and this is how I came across Amy's work, she opened The Little School of Big Change, an online school that has helped hundreds of people find freedom from anxiety and habits and live a more peaceful life. Hey, Dr. Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, Ella. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, listen, so I read your bio because I like to tell people, you know, where you're coming from. But would you do me a favor? Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm a mom and a wife and I've been a psychologist and really just interested in, in spiritual things and, and formerly self-helpy kind of things um, for most of my life. As a young kid, I mean, I was like reading Wayne Dyer when I was eight, nine years old oh, because goodness. I, yeah, I just thought like adults are nuts and I don't want to <laughs> end up like that. Like, what's up with these people? Why do they worry so much? Like, why are they always running around and they're like unhappy and they're thinking about the future so much? And, you know, I, I can really clearly remember being a kid and asking those questions and, I kind of got into this whole thing as like a, you know, my own little self-help as a young person. And, and, you know, I, I had a lot of anxiety when, you know, ironically, I saw this in other people and thought it was nuts, but then I ended up feeling really anxious for a lot of my early life, um, was afraid to leave my apartment for a good two years, con- constant, you know, panic attacks. Oh, and, and then I had uh, an eating disorder for a while. So I had lots of, uh, lots of nice challenges that helped me, um, kind of forced me, I think, to see things in a deeper way, just in order to help myself. And, you know, and then on the other side of that, I just love, still love this stuff. And I love sharing it and helping people see things in a bigger way. Amy, I know, first of all, that that type of personal challenge ends up being a gift because it's what brings you here. So thank you for sharing that with us. And the other thing that I know about you is that I know that you are maybe as obsessed with the idea of habit building, how we build habits, how to break habits, maybe just as obsessed as I am. I'm not sure. <laughs> I do love it. (laughs) Love talking about it. Well, we've talked a lot about kind of how habits get stuck, how we make them, you know, how to break them. We've talked about that. I'm not sure we could ever talk about it enough, but we have definitely broached that subject in some really powerful ways on the show of late, Amy. But one thing that I would like to do specifically with you is I'd like to talk about all of those things, but I'd like to talk about them as they relate to something that I know a lot of people are dealing with. And that is, this is a big fat umbrella, but that is anxiety, a feeling of sort of overwhelming negativity, a feeling of, you know, I know I'm supposed to be grateful, but dot, 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 or a feeling that like we can't break out of our sort of natural pessimistic tendencies, sort of, I know that's a really huge umbrella, Amy, but it's just like in general, 
we know, and, and a lot of the people that are sharing this conversation with us today, you know, we're aware and evolved and we know that we're supposed to be grateful and we know that we're supposed to be having a growth mindset and not a closed mindset. And yet, Amy, it's hard, right? Like it's not always true in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's not always true in the moment. And I, I would say it's not supposed to be. Like, I think we get so caught up in what we think we should be thinking like, what we think we should be feeling like, like all that stuff you said, I should have this, I should have that. Mm-hmm. And, and we're losing sight of the fact that we're a human being and we are, we are filled every single moment of our entire lives with thoughts and thoughts bring feelings that are coming and going completely on their own. I use a lot of metaphors and some, some of the best metaphors for how humans work, uh, our nature and weather kind of metaphors, ocean metaphors are great. And that's because we human beings are part of nature. <laughs> we work in the same way. So look at like a blue sky, all kinds of weather comes through. You know, we can sit there and have preferences about weather. We can not like the weather that's coming through, but we all on some level know, okay, it's weather. I'm not in charge of it. It takes care of itself. It moves through. It does what it does. And any amount of complaining or liking or disliking or, or positive thinking or whatever crazy stuff we do isn't going to change it. So it behooves us to just kind of accept its weather and go on with our lives. And if we could see that in our own human experience, even just a little bit more, i promise you, I mean, your well-being and your your state of your life would increase more than you can possibly imagine. I love that rather than trying to combat some of the feelings that are entirely natural, rather than trying to fight against them, even accepting them and letting them sort of flow on might be a more even efficient way of handling them, meaning it doesn't drag them out quite as long. Is that fair? That's totally true. And, and the thing is, I mean, so think about this, like feelings and thoughts are just energy. We can't touch them, hold them. They don't, we know that they don't stick around. The ones we want to stick around don't. <laughs> so we, we see, you know, when you're really excited or having a great feeling and you want to hold on to it, you can't. So we kind of see that we're not in charge of that. So they're fine. The thoughts and the feelings are not the problem. It's our resistance and it's our jumping in there and trying to change everything because we think, you know, we're going to manipulate this and make it go our way. So yeah, if you, if someone's sitting around thinking like, oh, I feel so blah and it's Christmas time and I'm supposed to be happy or whatever you're thinking, if you jump in, oh my gosh, there's a problem. Why do I feel so blah? I know better. You know, like you are absolutely not only dragging it out, but making it a thing because you're resisting it. And what we're really feeling is not that thought and feeling that says, oh, I feel kind of blah. What we really start feeling that that weighs on us is our resistance. If you can see, oh, thought moving through, okay, not feeling so great. I don't really care how I feel. Go on with your life. Before you know it, I promise, like, it just changes. So it's almost like you're totally right. It drags it out. And it's a more efficient way of changing it, but it actually even like changes our whole experience of it. Blah feelings don't even feel so blah when you're just letting them in and you're not worried about it. 
Okay, let's use some real life examples because I know you work with so many people and that you can provide some, you know, real specific examples of this type of thing and just some of the ways we can sort of manage this in reality. So what do you say to the person who has plenty going on, doing well in most areas of life, but can't like can't find the motivation or the joie de vivre or the passion that he or she once had and therefore like just isn't like really connecting and thriving and enjoying life and feeling good every day. Is that a myth? Like can only unicorns do that? Is it a choice? (laughs) Talk to us about what you see. Yeah. It's a natural state of everyone. It is 100% the natural default resting state of all human beings to feel not, you know, amped up, like, you know, bouncing off the walls, but (laughs) peaceful, content, joyful, in wonder. And the reason, like one of the ways we know it's the natural state is look at any kid. Now they, they go back to that. They feel all kinds of emotion, just like we adults do. They probably don't feel things like stress and burnout and boredom so much, but they feel emotion. And that comes in just like a weather pattern and kind of covers up their blue sky they feel it, but they don't resist it. They don't tell stories about it. They don't own it and say, it's just my, where I am in life. And it's the kind of person I am. They don't do that. So it comes through and it just moves out. And beneath that is their blue sky. Everything you just mentioned, we do not outgrow that. That is a 100% fact. And if you're doubting it, that's okay. You know, you don't have to take my word for it, but but I'd say for anyone listening who's not so sure of that, just ask yourself, like, what if? Just suspend disbelief while you're listening to this podcast and just say, what if, what if that's true? What if by nature we have everything we want all the time, but that as we go through life, we pick up thoughts and feelings and we start telling stories about them. We identify with them. We mistakenly think that they're because our job is hard or because our relationship isn't fulfilling. We tell all these stories about why they're there, but truly all they are is thoughts and feelings that are moving through that rather than innocently, rather than us just kind of getting out of the way and letting them move through, we get in there and we do so much stuff and we end up getting in our own way. So what do we do about it? You see how this works. When people see, see, we're just in all this misunderstanding. Like, I feel bad. That means I need to change something. I need to do something. I, you know, we, we get all caught up in all this doing because it's easy. It's low hanging fruit. It's and it's not our fault. It's where we've been pointed, you know, right. I'll just go adjust this knob and that will make everything. Okay. Right. Exactly. It's not like, please don't hear anything. I'm saying anyone as blame or you should have known better. I mean, literally every one of us is brought up in this misunderstanding to different degrees, right? Like we're just pointed to this physical world and especially with like the self-help and the positive thinking and all that of the past, you know, 20 years or so, like it's all about let's change it, let's fix it. But we see where that's gotten us, not very far. So so the way to answer your question, like the way that, that this changes for people is to really simply just see how it works. Really, really see this as an insight. And, and, you know, again, this is a kind of a process of everybody just kind of asking, huh, does this resonate? Could this be true? You know, could it be true that I'm just as peaceful and light and joyful as I was as a three-year-old, but that as I've gone through life, I'm constantly in my head. 
Now, when our thinking clears, we're right back there. If you ever feel any little bit of that freedom or joy, you know, for anyone, like that's because your thinking has kind of thinned out a little bit. The clouds have thinned out and you get a little bit of sun and blue sky that's behind it. You know, we're quick in our misunderstanding to attribute that to something outside and say, oh, it's because I got the promotion or my boyfriend bought me a nice necklace or something, you know, but it's not that. It's that our thinking settles down and we feel that joy that's coming from within us. I'm hearing conceptually what you're describing. Help me make that real for somebody. Like, what do they do when they wake up tomorrow that is different than what they're doing right now? Hey guys, I have a confession to make. That's right. I almost never go to the store anymore. Yeah, it's true. I basically live out of Amazon Prime, out of having my groceries delivered. And finally, the last bastion of errand running for me has been broken. I don't go to the store for that time of the month. I just don't do it. Instead, I go to LBOX, LBOXCO.com, and they send me period products every single month bang on time. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's not just amazing because I don't have to go to the store. It's amazing because they send me like this custom package. It's a hundred percent organic pads and tampons. You get to pick. And when you opt in for the comfort box, you get additional items like chocolates and lotions and potions and things that make you feel happy during that time of the month when you really want to feel happy. <laughs> The real reason I love LBOX is not just because I'm lazy and they just ship directly to my door every month for the same amount of money I was already spending on tampons, by the way. But the real reason that I love them is because they're only made with one ingredient. There's no bleach, there are no pesticides, there's no synthetic fibers like you find in most tampons. I mean, what's not to like? Organic, safe, feminine products that they ship directly to my door. No more last minute runs to the drugstore, to the pharmacy to pick up an emergency supply. And plus, hello, chocolate? Did I mention the chocolate? <laughs> I love the guys at lbox.com and they are sending some love your way. You can get 50% off your first LBOX with code ELLA2018. That's code ELLA2018 at checkout. Check them out. lboxco.com. Well, it's not what they do. It's it's what they're going to come to understand and see. Good point. So when someone wakes up feeling that stuff, which is most of us, most of the time, and that's totally okay, you know, usually how it goes is, ugh, another day, what's wrong with me? My life sucks. How it can go <laughs> is truly knowing that we are peace, freedom, lightness, excitement for getting out of bed. You know, we are we are that and we have the ability to think over it and to get tangled up in our own thoughts. What that starts to do for someone is you start to get a sense of what is true and real and what isn't. Thoughts, feelings, insecurities, anxiety, they're always changing. I, you can show me, I mean, I, I was going to say, you can show me the most anxious person on earth. I could look back to my life because I think I was one of them for a good chunk of time. And even in nonstop panic attacks, I had little moments where it got quiet. Now, I used to say, oh, I don't know what that is. That's a fluke. I'm an anxious person. And every once in a while, I get blessed with this little moment of peace. I don't know what the heck that's about. But 
It isn't. It's the other way around. Mm-hmm. I'm a peaceful person. Everyone is. This has nothing to do with who you are. If you are a human being and you are alive on this planet, this everything I'm saying is true of you. You are a peaceful person, full of love and joy, and and thought is coming to life. And I don't mean thoughts that we're like aware of, you know, like sentences. I just mean experience, thought, feeling, this this experience that we have as humans. It's coming to life within us. And we are looking at that experience thinking that's us. So we wake up with that bad pit in your stomach or that feeling of dread or or just like a uh, life's kind of boring. And that just looks like we just take that as truth. We think, oh, life, this is life. This is my life. It isn't your life. It's just the lens that's kind of showing up. Like life is wonderful. Life is amazing, but we're constantly feeling our thoughts about it. And so to kind of start to see that for someone, when someone wakes up, I wake up sometimes and I have this feeling of like, oh, what's going to happen? And uh, too much on my calendar or whatever it might be, wherever my mind goes. But I also have seen this deeply enough that I know pretty quickly, okay, a feeling like this is not the truth. No one's born in a feeling of dread. It's not natural to anyone. So that starts to kind of show me. And again, it's nothing I do, but it's just something I've seen in like anyone can see this. You see it enough to where you just start to kind of get a sense for like, all right, a bad feeling, not being at what I call home base is showing me that I'm up in my head. A nice, light, peaceful feeling of home base is showing me all is well carry on, you know, and you kind of start to distinguish that. Cause again, we've just gone through life and we've started to call the temporary illusion of thought and crappy feelings. We've started to call that us and our life and all of these things that it really isn't. I think it's shocking sometimes for us to realize and to ponder the notion that our thoughts aren't real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and at the same time, it is shocking. Cause it's like, it's the soundtrack of our lives. I mean, so literally you can't eat, like it's just always there, right? It's in our voice. It's all, it seems so relevant, but it's, it's amazing to see how we're created in this way that it is our own thoughts are brought to life in such a way that they feel so real. But if you really look at it, like how can they be? There's seven and a half billion people on this planet right now, and we're all thinking different things. <laughs> and we could literally all see the exact same scene or movie or whatever and have different thoughts. Like, how can we, if you really look at it, like, how can we be the one who's right? <laughs> it's crazy to think that we take them so seriously, too. I love that. And I used to hear, you know, you are not your thoughts. And I was like, well, the hell I'm not. <laughs> like, my, my thoughts are running the show here. And it was um, a great news flash to me, a major epiphany in my own life and something that I've tried to share through various resources with my people is that, I mean, not only are your thoughts a result of, you know, circumstances, yes, but then thoughts and feelings that you're creating that then give evidence to your beliefs that help you keep sort of staying in that same thought cycle. When you sort of understand the formula of how this all works, then you can appreciate that your thoughts are entirely fictional. Like they can change on a dime. I think yeah. some people have even had that experience. And as you say, 
how can we all be right? <laughs> We're all having a completely different experience of ourselves and of this thing called life. And h- how is your version true? Um, especially when we're capable of thinking entirely different thoughts about the same circumstance or the same experience or even the same, the same person. How would you explain kind of your model and the way you think about circumstances leading to thoughts, leading to beliefs, creating evidence and, and sort of putting your own story on repeat? How do you explain that model? the people? Well, I don't see it as circumstances creating thoughts. I think thought just shows up within us. I mean, again, we can have 10 people in the same circumstance and they're all going to have different thoughts and and we can be in the same circumstance moment to moment and we're having different thoughts. So I see circumstances and thoughts as independent, but it, it, it is this thing of like, we, you know, it's like a movie being played within our own heads and, you know, certainly thoughts and ways of seeing life and ways of coping become very habitual. And then we lose sight of the fact that we just thought it up one day. So something happens, you know, lots of things happen, but when you're little, even things happen that are jarring and we go into our heads and we think, oh no, like I need to prevent that. I need to be a good girl or I need to do this or that, or, you know, like we, we come up with these theories and they're truly just thoughts in a moment. Our mind could have gone anywhere but it goes to some thought and because it's in our voice and such real life within our heads and it looks so logical in the moment, we just grab onto that without even realizing it. And that becomes just the way we see life. And we have so many of those and it really is pretty crazy. And that's how our past, even though our past is completely done and our past really can't hurt us, in our minds, we carry it around. We carry the remnants of that, the thoughts that showed up. We didn't even create those thoughts. They just showed up, but we grabbed them and said, yep, this is me and mine, and this is how I see life. And that's how we kind of, we kind of innocently carry the past with us and let it impact the future. Like we can sit here and think about the past, but again, like we just said, you're going to be thinking different things than I am. Who's right? (laughs) Like that's not, that's not the past. It's not the facts. It's a current moment, present moment, thought created experience. Cause really all there is, is this moment. And, you know, and, and, and again, our mind is a different thing. Now our thinking can go into the past and future and it travels all over the place, but that's not truth that because because like you just said our thoughts are always changing you know they could change on a dime so there's nothing there's nothing solid there our thoughts don't give us a sense of anything that's solid or stable but beneath our thoughts is something that's stable you know and that's that's what i'm saying like in that joy and that peace all that stuff we're looking for when we see that we're just thinking up or not consciously purposely but like thought is bringing us this experience of life And we can kind of step back and and see, hmm, what's there as a backdrop? Like what's there before all this thinking? When our mind gets quiet, that's where we fall into that, that peaceful place. So if I'm understanding you correctly, the past is by definition done. Yes. (laughs) And all we have is the energy that we bring to it right now. So we can change or redirect that energy as we see fit right now. Now, we can't change what may or may not have happened, but we can certainly change and influence the energy that we're giving to it 
in this moment. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, and seeing that like the energy we're giving to at this moment is optional, right? Like we don't have to be mm-hmm. thinking about the past. The past is only even a concept when we think about it. You can't see it. It's done. <laughs> so yeah, like we can see that our mind is regurgitating and creating images of the past, but that isn't the past. That's current moment thinking. And current moment thinking is like always changing. How do you create pattern interrupt? Because we've already agreed that we recycle the same thoughts. And a lot of times we will recycle past events, even if it's, even if it's just an argument or a situation, you know, a trigger filled conversation that you have with someone in your intimate circle. And we will channel the past, meaning we will assign meaning to things. We will use the past as evidence for whatever might be happening right now. We make this stuff up. Okay. So we also tend to recycle a lot of the same thoughts and notions on a daily basis or in certain contexts. So Amy, how do you encourage pattern interrupt? Because I I fully appreciate what you're saying, which is we don't have to do, we don't have to like insert action in order to become a more peaceful and content version of ourselves. We could actually spend a moment in awareness, pause and listen and ask ourselves some questions to draw on who we really are. Like I not only get that, I fully agree with you. But now talk to the person who's in the moment and is like, whatever, this is just like, you know, blah, 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 and recycles their old story. Like, do you have any tips for that pattern interrupt when you find that you might be about to engage in the same pattern of thinking in a relationship context or even with a bad habit that you're, you know, that you're feeling an urge for? How do you break the pattern? It's a moment of awareness. See, the stuff that moves through us, it's like, imagine a river a lot, like imagine this river that has a nice, healthy current to it. It's moving. It wants to move. Like that's the nature of the river. And that's how we are. Stuff wants to move through us. So to step in that river and and push the water quickly to hurry it up, you know, downstream, it kind of redundant and really actually kind of gets in the way. By the time you step in the river, you're just getting in the way of the current that's already taking care of it. So if we can see, okay, in a moment seeing, oh, this, this is showing up, there's nothing else you have to do. I mean, a moment of recognition that this is showing up and knowing how it works, that it wants to just flow through you. Anything else you do just ends up putting more attention and, and almost kind of getting in the way of it. So again, it kind of comes back to that bigger understanding. Because if I know that I'm meant to feel peaceful, that's my default state. And suddenly I wake up and I'm all antsy or, you know, scanning for like something to to add to me, food, drink, whatever, like to kind of calm myself down, whatever it might be. Like that feeling is going to start to wake me up. Oh, okay. Like there's, there's thinking coming in that I'm getting really caught up in. Just recognizing that shows you it's not true. It's not real. There's nothing you need to do. It kind of wakes you up to that fact. People tend to just sort of from that place relax and the thoughts and feelings just move right through them. Are you suggesting that you take a breath in that moment and just acknowledge that this is a feeling and it's not you? Like walk me through that. It might look like that. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think for a lot of people, yes, that's exactly kind of how it is in a moment. Like, Like you're sort of hijacked and you're walking toward your comfort thing, even just in your mind, right? Like, you know, you're kind of spinning and, and to be able to see in a moment. Now, again, there's so many levels of seeing this. We can talk about it and it can just sound like a nice idea, but for someone to really truly for themselves, see this in a moment, this is not me. 
literally energy is moving through and my mind is saying, red alert, red alert, do something, make this go away. That is just my psychology. That is not me. There's a me in here that's completely free of this. That's the one noticing it. Having that kind of bit of awareness, that is going to sound a lot like what you just said. You know, maybe that looks like taking a deep breath, like kind of acknowledging, not me, you know, however that goes. There's no no magic words, you know, that's really going to do it. But what what it really is about is seeing that in, a, in an instant. And what I see with people is, yeah, like I just love to help people see in a really deep way what's true and how we operate like who you really are and then how your mind and thinking kind of gives you this constant illusion of you being something other than who you really are. And it's kind of like becoming fluent in a language. It's like, it's a little weird in the beginning, you're looking for the rules and the the little things to remember, you know, things, but then at some point you just become fluent and it's just how you see life. You start dreaming in that language. It just looks natural. And that's how I think this is. So the strategies and stuff, you know, you kind of want to see, like, if that's you, you know, that really what you're doing in that is like, I don't want this feeling. Help me get out of this quick. (laughs) And that's more resistance, you know. So what it really is about is seeing it's all okay. And as we see it's all okay, I mean, it's amazing how how this just kind of works itself out for people. So if it's not like sort of tactical management, right? Like A happens, so do B quick. <laughs> because what you're yeah. saying is that's actually just more resistance. Then what do people do? How do they do this? Amy, what are they doing in order to channel some of these truths that you're saying we get rather unconscious to? Yeah. Well, it's just interesting that we think we need to do something to channel these truths. What do children do? They don't get up and meditate. They don't, they sure as hell don't do thought work. Like they live it. We can live it. We've just forgotten. So when someone starts to remember, they start to live it. Now, I'm not saying like people, you know, people do things if that occurs to them to do, but there's not, there's not some magic strategy again, that we're going to kind of get in and manipulate this to have it go our way. If people love to meditate, wonderful, do it. You know, people, we all have our things, but like, I'll tell you just for me, like, I don't have any of those practices. It's looked like immersing myself in this different paradigm. It's looked like, okay, just like everyone else in the world, you know, forever, I was so caught up in my own thinking. And I thought everything that showed up in my head was just the way life was. And the worse I felt, I thought that meant there was a problem out there. You know, if I felt bad, I need to do something, I need to change something, fix something, you know, whatever. And everything just like I had it completely backwards. All that was going on is I was fine all along. And I had some thinking moving through me that I was scared to death of, that I was judging the heck out of, that I was resisting and fighting and trying to fix and bringing all these tools to the table to try to fix my state. And it got me more tangled up in my state. So seeing, okay, we can just be open. We can let life move through us. And when things don't feel well, which is fine, which is common, you know, that's okay. That's, that's kind of the warning system of how humans are designed showing us like, Oh, I don't feel well right now. Okay. I'm up in my head. So I'll give you a really tactical thing. And this is not really tactical, but really concrete. So this past weekend, um, 
Um, it's my daughter's birthday. I having a birthday party. I mean, it was it was awesome. I felt amazing. I was so grateful that I had this healthy eight year old little girl. All the neighborhood girls were around. Like it was it was really fun, and I just felt really light and free and home base ish. <laughs> so I'm at the sink. I could you know I'm right back there as I retell this. I'm at the sink rinsing some dishes, and my mom's there, and she starts talking about some family situation. Instantly drop, you know, like the knot in my stomach. Mm -hmm. I can feel just the adrenaline moving through my body. You know, my mind is racing to all of this stuff about the family and blah, blah, blah. Somehow, now this, it does not always work this way for me or anyone, but somehow in that moment, I felt that heaviness just kind of come upon me and I knew, okay, I was just in life a minute ago, just in the moment, in the present moment, just in life like a kid is. And then she started talking about this and my mind went to a completely different place. Now that thing, the whole family thing, like there's no, there's no there, there. The thing she was talking about is some future event with family members. Like there's nothing there to be creating anything, but my mind went to this big spin, old thoughts, old feelings, you know, stuff. And what I could see in that is like, okay, I was just in life. And now I went way up into my head and my little ego started telling a story that doesn't sit well with me. Now that feeling, I can see that feeling and say, that, that feeling is what showed me, right? Instantly, I felt it through my body. And that alerts me to the fact that my mind is spinning stories that I don't want to believe. Just seeing that started to change it. Did it instantly dissolve in like a nanosecond? No. But I could take a step back. I could take a deep breath and say, oh, okay, everything's everything is well, like it always is. My mind is going here. And just by seeing that, like, I, I'm not going to change my mind. I don't need to bring in some positive thoughts and do all that stuff. Like, my mind changes on its own. And it did. So that's, I don't know if that helps, but that's like an example of how it played out for me recently. And that's kind of what starts to happen. And as people see this, like, that starts to happen really naturally and quickly. And that kind of, you know, you just sit less in bad feelings because we're not in there trying to fix them or change them or attribute them to something. We're just kind of like seeing it as your mind coming on board. Nothing you need to do about that. You relax. You kind of, I always think of like relaxing behind it. So we're like the container. You just let that energy move through you. Nothing needs to be done with it. And then it changes. I think a lot of people will relate to that example and to that feeling. And I think that that helps give some color to what this actually looks like in your life. And you're so right to sort of bust me for using a lot of action words about like, yeah, but what do we do? What do we do? Because we're always looking for the thing we're supposed to be doing instead of the thing that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Me too. Like I did for a long, I mean, everyone does, right? That's again, that's where we're, we're oriented in life, but if we can just see when we're in those questions of how, why, what do I do? We're in our heads. Only like a linear, logical thinking mind wants to see the formula. In life, there's no formula. It's all okay already. So that's wonderful to see that. And for all of us to just notice when we're getting kind of antsy, like, yeah, but tell me what to do. That's just showing you, okay, well, your mind's kind of sped up. Just let that settle down and, and then you'll just do whatever you do. Well, I can feel a question burning in my listeners' minds, and that is something like this, Amy. So just humor me because I understand we keep trying to action our way into a better state of being, and you're saying be your way into a better state of being. 
And there are still those of us who are saying, okay, but how do I just start? How do I just become that person? How do you help people shift from what really is a habit? It's a habit of thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just look at it (laughs) and we talk about it and we explore it and we see how how compelling the illusion is, you know, that we are our thoughts and that the world out there is making us think and feel stuff. We totally acknowledge and look at, man, that's a compelling illusion for everyone. And here's how it can't be true. Like, here's how there's no way that the world out there is making us feel anything. And, and we look at evidence. We look at evidence that's all over the place of the fact that we are peaceful and have everything we want and need already. So it's not becoming, it's not about becoming that new person. You know, it's seeing you are that person right now. You're just thinking you aren't (laughs) every one of us. And it happens for people by insight. Like you mentioned earlier, you had a big epiphany around not being your thoughts. You know, when I work with people and we look at these really deep things, that's what happens. They have huge insights where they're like, holy crap, that is the complete opposite of what I've been thinking and believing my entire life. And when you have an insight like that, it changes things. You know, I mean, like you don't really go back to the old way. So it happens by insight rather than by tools and work. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like my really simple metaphor that it's like for how our mind works is the snow globe I use all the time and it's not mine, but you know, like if you shake up a snow globe, that snow goes all over the place. And that's kind of how our mind is. And then people can say, well, how do I stop it? How do I stop the snow globe? I want it calm again. You set it down and you walk away. (laughs) And that's exactly how the human mind works. It's just that we haven't been told that. We've been given millions and millions of strategies for getting the snow to settle down and they don't work or else we'd all be wonderful, peaceful by now. You know, they just don't work. If somebody were jumping on this journey and anything we're saying is resonating with them and they're saying, ah, maybe it's not hacking, (laughs) maybe it's awareness and some accountability, meaning like I have the power, if you will, and it all starts with awareness. If if this is resonating with anybody and they want to dive deeper, I would love for you to share just some resources you think would be of use. Yeah. There's lots of different ways that people point to this, these basic truths that I'm sharing about who we are, you know, and and everyone's going to kind of have their own little favorite. I love the framework of an understanding called the three principles, which really just points to this. It shows us that we are well all the time. And then we're using this creative power of thought to think ourselves into misery. (laughs) That's, you know, it's kind of it in a nutshell, but, um, so anything around the three principles is going to be great. And is that a book, Amy? No, it's an understanding. I mean, okay. it's like a, it's like a brand. It was a branch of psychology for a while. It's, it's, you know, it's like non-dualism or something like that, that people can kind of study and get into. Um, so both of my books being human and little book, a big change are, are written from that understanding and from all of this. So those are great places to go. Um, my school, little school, a big change. It, it is designed to walk people from, from believing they're their, they are their thoughts, you know, being caught up in anxiety and all this stuff to really seeing things, to seeing it in a completely different way. It holds your hand and walks you through it. And people change. I mean, I can't even tell you the freedom. So many people in their social phobias, like tons of anxiety, binge eating, alcohol habits, so many things. And just by seeing that, that what they're experiencing doesn't need to be 
worried or eaten or smoked or drank away, you know, just by feeling free to feel it, Mm -hmm. stuff goes away and people are just finding brand new ways of living life. So, um, so those are the things I'd mostly recommend, but again, outside of like my stuff, you know, anything around the three principles is going to be amazing. Amy, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. It was really great to talk with you. And I hope I hope this resonates with people. Bye now. Bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.